Starting in verse 1, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Is Potiphar the one that can sing and dance, or is that Richie or the Fonz? I don't remember. That was a really bad uh, Happy Days <laughs> reference to Potsy, <laughs> but I guess I'm too old for Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that would really get a good cackle, but <laughs> fell on deaf ears, I guess. Potsy was what I was trying to allude to, but I had a blank deer in the headlights over there. So continue on. I'm going to be over here. All the way over here. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two leather ex-leather-bound Bible daddies. Scott, did you ever have a leather-bound Bible? I was sweating for a little bit there. No, I did not have a leather-bound <laughs> one. Well, I did, I did, I did, I did kind of trip into that. <laughs> you you made the point though. And it, you lay, you stuck the landing. Um, thanks. I guess technically I have, I mean, leather bound. I have one right here. That's leather bound, but you mean the Bible mm. carriers, like the zip carriers? Did you have? Oh, those no, I don't mean, things? I don't mean that. Oh God. Remember those fucking trapper, goddamn trapper keepers for nerds, zip, um, zip, zip. for worse nerds. Yeah, no, those were the absolute I most never had insane, ridiculous things. I never had one of those. I just had a leather bound Bible usually. Um, that was it. I was gifted one in first grade. That was, did you have like a Bible ceremony at your church growing up? Oh, when I was a senior in high school. Jeez, a senior. We were reading Bibles when we were in primary school. They, they didn't give us, they couldn't, they couldn't afford Bibles until, and they were like, you got to make it. You've got (laughs) to. They're like, we got to see a diploma. Then you need to see a diploma before we can give you a Bible. Oh, we were passing out left and right. We got ours. It's whenever you made it to first grade at our church, and I think you had to be a Christian. I can't remember if like mm-hmm. they just gave to every kid in first grade or if it was like the ones that professed their faith in front of the I friends. think my first Bible given to me was either the message or New King James. Whoa, the message was your first Bible? My, the Methodist church that I went to when I was a kid, the method, the the method, the, the message version was very big. Oh yeah, um, a lot of controversy though. Yeah. 
a lot of controversy. It was never meant to be read like other Bibles were meant to be read. It was yeah. meant to just be kind of like this is a summary of what's going on. Yeah. It was like a like a playful retelling of the Bible in yeah. most cases, which works to get people who are not interested in the Bible reading the Bible a little bit because it's not yeah. quite the and thou, but you're telling yeah. me your Bible is either the message <laughs> or all the way to the other side, the king, and you don't remember. The the King James Version, but the <laughs> one that says you instead of thou. Oh, the new King James. The I new think. King James Version. Yeah, I, okay. I can't remember um, which one it was. Um, I don't think it, yeah, it had to be, I know the new King James one I got from uh, the Baptist church I went to, but there might have been a message Bible that I got beforehand that I just didn't read. Ooh, how exciting. My first one was a new international version. And before we lose our listeners to boredom about translations, it's going to get real sexy here in a second. When we're talking about, no, oh. just not at there's, all. There's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing sexy about translations. It's there's boring. nothing fun or there's sexy boring. about Bible translations, but never had a travel speaking, keeper. But speaking, speaking of translations, speaking of your first Bible. Yeah. Speaking of being a Bible and a kid, uh, having a kid, I mean, being a Bible, I mean. <laughs> did you, could you, if you ever, did you ever want to, <laughs> could you ever, did you ever want to do somebody ever, <laughs> could you? <laughs> this is episode 50 something on the podcast and we're just, we're barely getting words out of, out of Evan. Oh man, this is not good. Um. You know, it's always inspiring when I see sports athletes that are Christians. Mm. Yeah. You know? It inspires me. It really brightens my day. I'm a, my, my favorite thing is after a football game, and they're like, well, how do you feel? And they're like, I like to thank God. <laughs> I like to thank God that we just beat the shit out of this other team. <laughs> no, I never, I can't remember if we've talked about this before in the podcast, but I'm going to talk about it again. I don't care, like. I don't understand the prayer in sports. Like, no, there's two teams with probably just statistically speaking. I'm sure there's Christians on the other team, at least one Christian on the team. And they're going to pray for their downfall in a game. Yes, absolutely. That has no spiritual stake at all. Like, what do you think these people like do the really good Christians, how do they pray for football games? Like, let's say, let's do a little role play here, Evan. No, you, no. You're a very good Christian coach and you feel led to pray for your team before. How do you pray? What do you pray for? First, I'm going to gas up my team and I'm going to be like, those motherfuckers out there, <laughs> we're going to beat their ass into the dirt. We're going to beat their face into the dirt. We're going to beat their teeth into the dirt. <laughs> I want their mamas crying, crying about them by the end of the goddamn game. Okay. I want, if they've got wives, make them widows. And then I put my, uh, then I put my hand in the middle and I go, all right, everybody, who's father? father. Who's heaven? (laughs) Our heaven. heaven. No, his heaven. Who's bread? Our bread. <laughs> Our bread. Oh, uh, that reminds me of Last Chance You. And I 
That is exactly where I derived it from. Yes, those (laughs) each coach verbatim. But is it Buddy the first coach or? I think so. I can't remember. So I think so. Uh, It doesn't matter. They're like literally kind of the same. There's both seasons. The first guy has like a real, like Southern big guy, big belly, Mississippi. Yeah, full Mississippi kind of guy. He seems to take his faith a little more seriously, and he'll like exact thing though. Like we're gonna beat the shit out of these guys, and then he'll rip his hat off and be like, "All right, on me, our Father in Heaven." And then the second <laughs> season has like a more laid back kind of guy. I don't think he cares too much, but he'll still pray. He'll be like, "We're gonna fucking kick their teeth in," and he'll be like, "All right, let's pray to Jesus real quick." Like, and they just do it, and no one, <laughs> no one bats an eye. They just. Yeah, this seems appropriate. Then we're gonna pray and get out there and like absolutely demolish these people. My favorite thing about these people being Christians and their faith being so front and center is that this is a very like athletes are a weird brand of celebrity because they're the only celebrities, especially football athletes. They're the only celebrities that every week go out and punch other celebrities <laughs> at least for real like i mean there is professional like, wrestling yeah i mean yeah 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 I, but like for four hours that's yeah. what they do mm. and you know they they didn't you know they didn't star in a movie they didn't you know write one song you know they're whatever, yeah whatever just they beat, actually you know people up yeah they they had to beat people up so good to get a scholarship to beat people up and now maybe an NIL deal to beat people <laughs> up and then be good at that stage of beating people up so that they could beat people up on the national level. It's and, strange that, yeah, we like, <laughs> and, and these people are like, and so it's like, Oh yeah, I'd like to thank God that we were able to beat the other guys up yeah, um, without getting hurt ourselves in this game where we beat people up all the time. Cause that's, that's the one thing that I'll say. I was like, I understand you know, thanking God for staying healthy during sure. the most violent game we watch. But it's it always the thanking God after a football game. In interviewing anybody after uh, anything is the funniest thing to me. I think the yeah, I think tennis matches do the funniest thing because especially if it's like the US Open or the French Open or whatever. They will always interview the loser first. <laughs> it's the what went wrong out there? <laughs> it's like it'll be like Don or Carlo or whatever. Um, you played so hard. You had a great tournament. How do you feel? And in broken English, they're just like, "Well, I lost. I'm sad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christian sports, there's a strange tie. And I think it has to do with like, this is like a my deep take on all of this, but there's a lot of unknown. Deep state with the deep take. Deep state, deep fake, deep take over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when there's unknown, then we we put the chances in the in the dice in God's hands and we yeah. like people think that's the best move is like well if there's an unknown and uncertainty we got to hand it over to the lord and then yeah. but what i don't understand is that like i'd rather hear people pray that they just say god just let us freaking win just once just work your 
work your power and let these boys win one. We we're, need it we're, bad. We're 0 and 11. Can like, we just, can you squeak out one for us? Yeah, like I would actually be, I if I was in the room, I would respect that more than like <laughs> the loosey goosey, like we're just glad to be her God and just let our characters shine through and may you be glorified no matter what happens. Like, Fuck all that. But also, just, we really want to like destroy them so Yeah, much. just say what you really mean. Just mean what you say and say what you mean. I hope we win. God, help us win because Lord Jesus Almighty, we need it. Like, that's yeah. what they should do. But I want to win. Dear God, please give us the strength to beat everybody, to <laughs> annihilate everyone. Dear Lord, give us to... insane, wicked strength that will absolutely <laughs> annihilate people on Give us... Dear God, give us all 99s in our stats, please. Please turn this rookie team into an all-Madden team, God. Please. In your please. name. In your name. Please Roll let time. us beat the other team by at least 14 points. I have a lot of money on this game, and Lord, I need you now. I bet my child's college savings on this. <laughs> Because we're looking to have another, and I'm hoping to double it. So it's double or nothing, baby. Please raise Dan Marino from the dead. I know he's not dead, but he practically is. Please raise him from the dead and make him quarterback of this team and bring us to the state championship. Please turn Peyton Manning into a 17-year-old so we can have him on our team. Dear God. Please let Ray Lewis come back for another year just for our team. Just for Oak Mount High. Just for Oak Mount High. Go so Beavers. We can, so we can slaughter these other 16-year-olds. These other Please, dear God, don't let us get caught having Ray Lewis, uh, a full man, pass as a sophomore linebacker. How old are you, son? 16. Full Ray Lewis. <laughs> Full Ray Lewis back there. <laughs> Dear God, please don't let us get caught sneaking J.J. Watt oh. in as a lineman for our team. Amen. See, I that would we be swear, a better use. We promise, we promise we'll never say another curse word again. <laughs> our whole offensive line will be at youth group next week in the band if we can score. Oh, man. Please. Could you oh, imagine if somebody prayed that and then Ray Lewis showed up to their high school? And I like, felt drawn to be roll. here. <laughs> Bam! Oh, <Woo>! God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and at the end of Oak Mountain's highest <laughs> football season, there are 17 dead <laughs> and 31 injured. The first 200-point game, only by the defense. <laughs> You just pick up and carry the quarterback into the other end zone a hundred times. The first game that ended in emergency vehicles taking people to the ER. Ray Lewis is also fighting the emergency responders on the field as they're trying to help the decrepit teenage boys. He punched a truck that came onto the field. See, this is the type of prayer we need, Evan. That's... That's you know when I when I hear thoughts and prayers, this is what I want. I really do like. Why don't Christians pray like this? Like if it's like having a little magic, you know, spell that you can cast at any point. 
I would yeah. I'd be trying for the weirdest, most insane prayers and hopefully it lands. Like it's better than praying like, oh, I hope everyone has a good time. Like, no, I hope we get I hope the other team gets like freaking annihilated by a meteor yeah. before they get on the bus. Yeah. How about that? I hope. I hope while I'm praying and looking at them that they all simultaneously <laughs> shit their pants. <laughs> while I'm looking at them. <laughs> I want to see evidence. I want to see just kind of their pants get a little bit bigger on the butt side. <laughs> <laughs> on the butt side. Gotta be clear. It's like the monkey's paw. The you, you gotta make sure you're very specific with your prayers. The kicker walks out to kick the opening kickoff and he's kind of like stomping his feet real wide. It's like, geez, I don't know what happened. Uh, Evan, what's like the wildest prayer you think you've ever prayed? I know I prayed for snow one time. Like you were like legit, like make it. I was like, God, if you're real. Was it like June? Please let it. No, this isn't like December, February. Um, If you're real, please make it snow in Valley, Alabama. And and did it? No. Was it at least forecasted? No. So you were like, all right, that's zero percent. it was low 40s. <laughs> and you were like, let's see if he can dip it down to 30 and you know, get some precipitation in here. Yeah. Which I also, as a kid, I asked for snow every single year from Santa Claus. Oh, that's kind of nice and sweet. Yeah. You never got it, though, did you? Not. I remember it snowed once when I was like five, and I think that started the trend. And then maybe two more times before I graduated high school. Dang, what a we were and then when I was in college, lives. it snowed. When I was in college, it snowed like three years in a row. That was wild. Well, strange business in the south, but God, global warming more like oh my gosh, suck my dick, Al Gore. <laughs> if you made it this far to the podcast, we're about to make it to the main topic, so yeah. just hang in. Spe- there. Speaking of global warming. It's getting pretty hot in this verse. Yeah. Um, well, Scott, did you ever pray for anything weird? Did you ever pray for anything stupid? Oh. Um, I mean, I definitely did a couple of those, like, if you're real, do something now kind of prayers. I don't remember specific things. I do remember at some point in my adult years when I was kind of getting to the, you know, the end of my rope, I kind of did a similar thing where I was like, all right, I'm going to call a spade a spade and I'm going to we're going to call this out where cuz I knew my theology was you know pretty strong where I knew like God wouldn't answer you know things that was were apparently testing him. You know, you weren't supposed to pray like mm-hmm. for to test God's power. So I was like, how can I like pray Boy, what a fine print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God can do anything, but you're not supposed to test him. But also not something that he doesn't want to do at that time. And it has to be yeah, within so, his, you know, range. It has to be within his power and his, well, everything is within his power, but it's got to be within his will that yeah, is unknowable. Like exactly. And you won't ever know that, but you can try to pray and he yeah. might be, get around to it. It's got a big yeah. pile. You might get to know a little bit about it when you die, if you ask him, but you yeah. probably like, you can spend forever asking about it, yeah. but like you probably, like it's probably too much for you to handle. So, um, but yeah, we could don't, never, don't. like, I mean, that was probably taught to you though. You could never like pray like a, Hey, like test like hey god if you're real you know like uh strike lightning here 
I'm sure your pastors growing up would be against a prayer like that. Maybe. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, God, if you're real. Um, make that football like, team shit it, their pants. Okay. Yeah, make that football team shit their pants right now. <laughs> I, I need to see P running down the head coach's leg. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, don't, I, remember, I remember praying something like that where I was like, I'm not trying to test you, God. Not trying to... Not trying to not trying to not, not trying, trying to get to you upset or anything like that. Not trying to read not your day. trying to make it the worst day anyone's job. But um I think I was like, if you can just show me, just me, this is not for the fanfare, this is not for testing you. But I remember specifically this might get a little too serious, but I was like, I remember specifically asking God, like, if you're real and I, I'm gonna give this a chance, I'm gonna need you the most like an absolutely inexcusable re- thing needs to happen. I don't care what it is, but it needs to be something that I know is you responding to this prayer. It could be a light turning on that's not supposed to be on. It could be someone calling me. It could be uh, an email I received. It could be uh, I walk into a room and there's a Bible in there. I don't care. I was like, but it's got to be something that I cannot explain. Like, oh, I had the AC on or, oh, I actually left this light on. And I was like... <laughs> I remember like, and you have until midnight Eastern time (laughs) because I remember thinking, what if I like wake up and something crazy happens, but it's like 1205. I was like, is God on like central time? (laughs) So I was like, has to be done by midnight Eastern. And I just kind of like waited around and nothing happened. Rocco spoke. I know what you said English. to God. <laughs> I know what you said. He's not real. And he walked away. That would be that so confusing. <laughs> God is not real. God is not real. And Rocco walks away on two legs. Puts on a hat and walks away. Yeah, I'm crazy going times. Out for cigarettes. When you, uh, I'm I'm glad to kind of be on this side of it now because man. When you're in that bargaining stage, it's the worst. When you're just like in this back and forth. I'm sure you were in that for a while, but Oh yeah, for that's, sure. That's the worst part of all of it. Yeah. Speaking of bargaining. Hey, there we go. Uh we're gonna be talking about Joseph. You remember the guy with the Technicolor dream coat? Well now he doesn't have it anymore. <gasps> oh yeah, I remember, remember that. Remember Joseph? Guy. Remember Johnny this Osmond? Is him now. Yeah. Remember Hot Osmond? Now he's even hotter. Um, so we'll be in chapter 39 of Genesis, if you have your Bibles. And we, at this point, Joseph has already been sold into slavery by oops. his brothers. Yeah, big old loops by them. Um, starting in verse 1, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Is Potiphar the one that can sing and dance, or is that Richie or the Fonz? I don't remember. That was a really bad uh, Happy Days <laughs> reference to Potsy, <laughs> but I guess I'm too old for Evan. <laughs> Thought that would really get a good cackle, but it fell on deaf ears, I guess. Potsy was what I was trying to allude to, but I had a blank deer in the headlights over there so continue on i'm gonna be over here 
over here. Run away. Oh, no. Oh, me. Um, I don't know. I don't know, I must say. Ralph Mouth, Richie and the Fonts. <laughs> Show up in Egypt. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Hey! Jesus. <laughs> now I can see his potsy. God. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted it to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. This is the part of the Bible where they are paid by the word. <laughs> this is trying to squeeze every word count yeah. in your essay. Yeah. I know. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the fruit he ate. Could have been an email. Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and uh, unzipped her dress and pushed up her bra and said, Come to bed with me. Well-built and handsome is what your Bible says? Mine says well-built and handsome. What does yours say? Mine just says handsome in form. And appearance. My mine says well built, handsome, and has thighs that could cut diamonds. Wow. What what version are you reading out of? Um, I think it's the hot sexy Christian version. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that version. The hot sexy <laughs> Christian, the HSCV. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does say well built and handsome. Dang, that's is, like I don't know that's smut romance little, novel level description getting right a little, there. Getting a little biblios erotica here. <laughs> but he refused. With me in charge, he told her. My master does not concern himself with anything in this house. Everything he owns, he entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has. Withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? He really makes it seem like the world's going to end if he sleeps with her. I mean, is it a bad thing? Yes. Like, of course, it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But is is it the worst thing? Yeah, he he could could commit murder. (laughs) He could just freaking kill her. (laughs) Yeah, Anyway, murder yeah. is always murder is always bad in any situation. <laughs> the great um, wickedness. Yeah. And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Wow. One day, he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants were inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, "Come to bed with me." But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house, presumably naked. Maybe she had two garments on. 
or not. He I don't ran, know. He ran he ran out of the house, so she took his cloak, so maybe he's just in his undies. She ran, he ran. They he both ran. ran. He He ran. It's just him. She grabbed his she was just like, come to bed with me, and he runs and she holds on to his cloak. So presumably he is sans cloak, which might just be like Maybe he was always nude. Maybe that's why yeah, maybe, he might be running around in a Maybe he might be running around in a t-shirt and tidy whities Yeah, uh, I think he like just did work around Potiphar's yeah. place, like with just like some real tight denim jeans on and work boots yep. And, yep. and a tool belt. Yep. And the outline, the outline of his gigantic cock, just like oh bulging in front of everybody. God. Grandma, aunts, and uncles, <laughs> thanks for listening. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for, thanks for making it this far. Thanks for making um, a, a boy's <laughs> dreams come true. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to Yikes. make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, <laughs> he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought us has come to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. And his master heard, his, heard the story his wife was told him, saying, this is how his slave treated me. He burned with anger, much like that Renesia Pempei in Bridgerton, <laughs> which is a much... It's a much cooler joke if I land it and know the guy's name. I don't know. I'm working with Happy Days references over here. So. <laughs> um, but while Joseph was there, oh, no, I skipped. <laughs> Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. You know. Oh, prison. prison. Yeah, you know, prison. where prisoners prison. are, the prison. Uh, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden, which at this point just leads me to believe that Joseph's just got a, a rocking package. No. <laughs> like, I just like. There's sometimes you start a thought, Evan. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to have like a nice take on something. <laughs> like, just for a split second, my brain goes That's there. I'll be like. Oh, we're pa- we're stopping the car for a second. I bet we're gonna see Stop a real nice sight. Like, but no, you took me to the like world's largest yarn ball. <laughs> we're stopping the car every five miles, and I'm thinking, oh, this and is the thing. Is, here we're, we're it's some childhood memory he's gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, we stop for the yarn ball, and I stop to pee on the side of the road, <laughs> and then you make a dick joke while being <laughs> exactly. on the side of the road. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. So the one put Joseph in charge of all those he had in prison, and he was made responsible for all that he was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, much like Potiphar, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Boy, what well, doesn't um, Joseph just have all the, all the good things? Great body, just, God on his side. Trips, trips and falls into pillows. Yeah. That's what Joseph does. He has... I mean, like, and Joseph's story is one of where he starts out and he's just like, boy, listen to all of these dreams I have about being your masters to like all of his brothers. And his brothers are like, hey, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, 
And so they sell him in, they were originally going to kill him and then they sell him into slavery. And it's because of Joseph's faith that he gets rewarded these positions. But the thing here is endurance because what this story I think is trying to get across is that your faith in God, while it can give rewards, other people might not see it that way and might want to take advantage of you. Ooh. Ooh. All right, now we're pulling the car over. Now we've got some gas in the tank. I just had to pee. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> it is true. Uh, yeah, I think like, the way it was described to me in this story growing up was, yeah, following God, people will get jealous or they're going to try to take you down or they're going to try yeah. to, you know, tempt you away from God's glory and promises with their sex. And if you're going to be a pool boy, watch out for wives. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I also thought that would be more of a, like, I saw some posts about this, but it's like, uh, you know, I always thought like quicksand would be a bigger deal as an adult, and I felt like this with these stories. Where, like, I felt like random women were gonna like try to confront me and and like take you know take advantage of me or like you know <laughs> I thought whisk I thought me away. Stacy's mom was gonna be a lot more yeah, a lot bigger of a deal. I thought lonely mom <laughs> like you know lonely milfs <laughs> at Potiphar's castle or wherever they're at. <laughs> there are lonely milfs in your area. It's Potiphar's wife. <laughs> lonely milfs at Potiphar's castle. Uh, yeah, I always thought like, oh, that's gonna be a trial, and boy, was I, was I wrong? What is the theme? What is the vibe of the Potiphar's Castle strip club? Oh, it's a strip club too. Yeah, like well, like it, oh, there's, Potiphar's there's Castle is the name of the strip definitely. There's definitely a strip club named like Potiphar's Castle somewhere. Ooh. Do you What's think it was a vibe? castle or just like a a big kind of? complex you know like a big yeah plaster i don't know bungalow tent i don't know architecture what kind of buildings did they have plaster bungalow (laughs) tent you know when you see the pictures of like the old temples like they're just you know like what do you call those bricks mud clay it's not cement. I mean, clay, yeah, clay, mud, brick, mud okay. and brick, really. Mud and brick. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a side club. There's so there's Potiphar's Castle is like the main area of the club, and then there's like a back VIP area just called Mud and Brick, and that's where Mud and Brick. Yeah, that's where you can get a burger. Oh, <laughs> and then there's also a section of where there's like checkered floors and like booth seats and there's a jukebox and there's a guy named Fonzie that sits in the corner and he just hits it and he goes, hey, and then people start dancing. And then Al comes out because it's his restaurant and diner and he's like, you guys got to turn that down. And then the Fonz goes, hey, let him let him dance a little bit. And then Patsy's like, I got a song that's about all this and starts singing. Let me get this straight. <laughs> so Potiphar's Castle, the strip club, the only way to get food is in the VIP section, which is in the back called Mud and Brick, that's which right. has hamburgers. Correct. There is also an addendum to this 
Potiphar's Castle. Yes. That is a black and white checkered floor diner that has a jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, it's called it's uh it's Owls. Owls. Owls? Owls? I'm I'm forgetting my Owls? happy days trivia. Owls? Owls. Owls toy Owls. barn. Owls like the bird. Owl. No owls. Owls. That's right. It's, it's an it's a happy days, but they're all owls. That's the next part. Hoopy days. That was stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> we anyway. We're so gone. We're we so, are like, so sorry. This is so bad. Um, trying to get back to the original point of the uh, passage. I think this is... This is like leading a normal Bible study, though, isn't it? This is like... If anyone's yeah, ever led is. a Bible study... <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is kind of how it goes. You have an idea, and then people want to talk about happy days in football. I think I think this is kind of like the one episode of happy days. <laughs> said no one in a Bible study. <laughs> oh, I bet they did. Excuse back me. In like, said no one in a Bible study in the past 60 40 years. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, no, this is just about the endurance of faith, I think, is what this is trying to get at. And what the story yeah. of Joseph overwhelmingly is, if you're trying to take a moral approach to it, which you should, because like these stories, there's no evidence that they're actually true. Um, there's no evidence that Joseph was an actual real person. Um, spoiler alert. What do you mean? Um, that he's an archetype. He's not an architect. He's a... What are you, whatever you call him, an attendant of Potiphar's thing. No, he's an, he's an archetype. Right. Well, that's that's like the female version of an architect. He's an architecture. <laughs> Kevin wants to quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I had good grades. We're here. Oh man. Um no, he's just he's just a story. He's a uh he's an idea, a common story that came yeah. up through cultures. Um that's very important to this culture, uh, obviously. Um and the important thing the fact that he's so important and the uh moral of his story being the endurance of faith uh cannot be uh, overlooked being kind of Mm. intertwined together it's funny because i remember thinking like i felt so sorry for joseph when i would read these stories growing up like oh all these bad things keep happening to him and it's funny how i'm having the opposite reaction where i'm like geez he just keeps falling into these really great scenarios like over and over again (laughs) so i know it's funny how the story evolves and uh, it's it, it really is funny like being a millennial now um in like the market and everything and it's like well he gets thrown in prison but then he's put in charge of all the prisoners and i'm like well shit now manager's on his resume <laughs> like <laughs> no a good people person manages a small team a passionate small team people person <laughs> of forced laborers <laughs> forced laborers uh they would be uh account executive uh yeah. for unskilled uh, workers unskilled labor uh, system management people 
social media managers. Oh, that's right. That's the other word for yeah, forced yeah, labor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurs, actually. Ah, yes, that's it. Yep. Fast food workers. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, so like it it, it does, it, it, we were laughing about it earlier that it hits different um, because when you're a kid, you're like, oh man, I can't believe like she's trying to sleep with him and then she gets him arrested. He already got arrested before and was put into slavery. Now he's just in prison. Um, you know, what's going to happen next with this guy? But as as you're an adult, you're just like, I yeah, what's Dude going catches on? More lucky breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is that the whole point of the Lord in this whole thing? Is that God's just the lucky break over and over and over again? Like, is that what we need in our lives? Is it the lucky break? Well, I, I it, it's an interesting thought um, because he certainly is that way for Joseph. And when whenever Joseph gets into a tight spot, that means that God's going to bless him. Now, let's remember that Joseph was already given dreams by God that he would rule over his brothers. So Joseph was preordained to have authority. That's a good point. It's almost like maybe Joseph was kind of uh, an idiot and God was trying to get rid of him and was trying to like do all these things. He's like, oh, I did make a promise to him. 10 years ago in a weird dream. I had the wrong address. Dream was supposed to go to somebody else. Went to this guy and his brothers. And now he's trying to like derail him with like, I'm going to send Potiphar's wife after him. And then, then we can close this deal. No more. I was supposed to send this dream to a woman, but I think that's not going to happen for the next billion years. (laughs) Billion years. At least not till the 1900s or so. Then we'll start. We'll see. I think it's an interesting point that like he is he starts out, you know, this whole narrative, this whole story, uh, with talking about these visions and talking about how he interprets them. Um, and then it's just hit after hit after hit. But uh it is God who sticks with him and prospers him in those scenarios. So in anything that he does, he is given authority. Um Joseph is dictated from the beginning to have authority. How come if God should get all the glory, why does Donny Osmond get all the glory in the movie remake of the story? Well, God should get all the glory for Donny Osmond's body. (laughs) Because that doesn't just happen. (laughs) You're saying, Donny Osmond's body is handcrafted by the Lord, is what yep. you're saying. Donny Osmond's body is evidence of a divine creator. <laughs> I would agree. I yeah, it it definitely that is, uh, that, yeah that is proof of intelligent design. Definitely sexually intelligent for sure. Sexually intelligent design. Yep, that's what I believe in. Not intelligent. Design. God woke God God woke up with a half chub the day that he made. <laughs> Donnie fucking Osmond. Oh, he some woke, days. He, he woke up. The sun was shining. He was like, I made that. And he was walking around and he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a hot fucking dude today. 
I mean, if God really did have all the time in the world to create everything, that was actually, (laughs) that was a part of my theology was to explain why God made everything in like seven days was that it took forever. And so he did handcraft everything like for infinity. And then he like released it. So we don't see all the behind the scenes. So we don't how, see all the bugs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, every one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> all right, that's enough. You guys today. didn't know like the first 14 drafts of people. How long do you think God took to carve Donny Osmond's abs in my theology? As, I would say 10 times as long as it took Michelangelo to carve David. I would agree. Donny yeah. Osmond. And that's just abs. Yeah. We're not even going to get to the glutes. Don't even don't even yeah. joke about those. Those are masterful works of art. Masterful. I think Donny Osmond was originally supposed to be the second coming of Christ, <laughs> but we lusted after him too hard. Remember our theory about how God had other Jesuses before Jesus? <laughs> But they kept failing. Donny Osmond was one of those. And he, he was one. And he was too good. He was too, he was good. too good. He couldn't shuck off enough ladies yep. to make it. Those ladies were falling all over him. And he was just like, well, this. I also, guess getting this is crucified life. in the 70s is pretty horrific. So that was it's a good thing he didn't do it in the yeah. 70s. Yeah. Second coming of Christ. That would have made a lot of things better, though. I think if Donny Osmond was, I think if Donny Osmond was actually Jesus coming back, that would have made things a lot better. I would believe it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd still be in the game. I think if you, if you came to me as a cult and you were like, we actually believe that Donny Osmond was was Christ come again, I would say I'm listening. What's funny is like this cult would have had to start by somebody watching <laughs> Justin Tentacle Trigum and like, wait a second. He could have been Jesus. Maybe he is Jesus, but he, they cast him, they miscast him in his movie, and he actually is the son of God. It is our mission to put him in a movie where he is cast as the son of God. We we have a limited time before he dies. We have to get him back into shape and in his own movie, cast as Christ and save the world. Wait a minute. That man's hot enough to be Jesus. <laughs> that man's hot enough to be Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, I wish. Well, any final last stops on this highway trip, Evan, before we close this episode out. I do love that all we did this episode was trash um, football players who pray to break other football players. Yep. Read 23 verses with no commentary and then talk about how hot Donny Osmond was. Is that a problem? I'm trying to understand. No, I said I love that we did that. (laughs) This is truly, and I'm not being sarcastic. This is exactly how most Bible studies went for me. Yeah. Like 
small talk at the beginning. And then it's like, well, let's talk about this. And it's like, I think Donny Osborne was pretty good in this. This is every Bible study is you tr- you kind of loosely pick a topic ahead of time. You're wildly unprepared, just like we are on this podcast, just completely out of the blue in most cases. And you're like, well, today's Bible study topic. We're just going to pick whatever. Small talk, small talk, small talk, snacks and snacks, maybe five minutes of Bible reading. And then you're back to whatever topic you want to talk about. And then you're done. And then one person drops a nugget. One tiny nugget. One tiny nugget. They're just like, you know, maybe we should be nice to people we don't know. Everybody's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, someone takes it a little bit seriously. And they're like, you know what? I actually, I do feel a little, I do feel a little lonely right about now. But I know God's got me. You know what? Right about now, the funk soul brother. Right about now, the funk soul brother. Right about now. Check it out now. Check it out now. The funk soul brother. Right about now. The funk soul brother. Check it out now. The funk soul brother. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We really appreciate you making it to the end. I'm going to let Evan do his thing because I'm going to mess up how we usually close this out, even though it's not that hard, but he's better at it. Yeah, everything Scott said. My name is Evan. (laughs) And I'm Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And we're two leather-bound Bible daddies, ex-ones, former ones. Uh, That's not how we usually end that, but okay, I guess. (laughs) 